Today's homeowners are not like their parents, and it's important to understand the difference so you can reach them more effectively. We're going to talk about how on today's episode of Built to Scale. Welcome to Built to Scale, the only podcast that provides weekly quick, actionable, and effective tips for home services companies like yours. Let's start increasing your leads, boosting sales, and scaling your business, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. We are back in the house. It's Rod and Jeff. We're excited to connect with you again to be able to share some tips and tricks on how you can grow your business faster and stronger. We've got an interesting topic for you today, Rod. What are we going to be discussing with the folks here joining us? Well, uh, it's uh, 10 ways today's homeowners differ from their parents. Mm. Yeah. I know that I'm... Luckily, we're both millennials, so we're lucky, I think, that we own homes because that's not a given for our generation. But uh, I would say, yes, I have approached homeownership differently than my parents. What about you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, a 100% difference I, uh, from the way that my parents thought about their home. Yeah, and I want to take some time to jump in today to talk about what those differences are. And we're going to include some tips on how you can pivot your sales approach too, because it's important, especially if you've been in the game a long time, if you're doing your demos and you're doing your sales calls with boomers the same way that you're doing it with millennials and even Gen Xers, there's going to be a gap, I think, in being able to connect with them. So you got to understand your audience better. People have changed. In better in some ways, maybe not so better in other ways. I mean, not to judge previous generations, but it's important to understand the differences. So let's jump into that, Rod. My first question for you, let's start off big scale. Let's zoom out. How have home ownership priorities shifted between generations? What's different about what we value now compared to our parents? Uh, sure. I mean, I'll start with uh, a statistic, right? Uh, a recent survey showed that 65% of millennials prioritize home technology compared to just 25% of baby boomers. I can see right? that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's highlighting the importance, right. Of, of how, um, uh, technology has influenced our, uh, own behaviors. Uh, the younger generation is used to is born into more technology than ever, right? I mean, I mean, your kids, I'm sure they have an iPad. They probably have, they may get an iPhone soon, right? Like they're bored with the technology versus our parents. And we're used to that, right? We're used to having um, those advancements. And uh, it shows in our, in our behavior that we want a home that has more technological advances. Absolutely. And I think that has to come across in how you're pitching your products to the audience. Wouldn't yeah. you say, Rod? Like, you got to talk about the technological side of what you're selling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What else are you saying? Like, obviously, there's a focus on technology. What are some other ways that we're different in terms of what we prioritize being homeowners? Right. I, I, there's a, a movement towards sustainability, right? Being eco friendly. Yeah, attracts that younger generation, right? The materials that you're using, that they're not damaging uh, to the earth, that they're not damaging to the family living inside <laughs> the house as well, right? We've learned not to use asbestos as a <laughs> as an insulator because it causes cancer, right? So, like, there's a lot of advancements um, and 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 a focus on that, like 
uh, more greener, uh, right, uh, efficient business uh, uh, buildings and and homes. So I, I think that that's a big, big, big uh, area. And also like, there's a shift of from large suburban homes to more compact urban living, right? Uh, that that's happening and or living in in smaller spaces or getting used to like that whole tiny home movement. I mean, you've seen it. <laughs> you can put it in your backyard and you can have a guest. <laughs> That's a great point, right? quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the in-law apartments, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Especially popular down here in South Florida. Those are great yeah. points, Rod. Like the spaces we call home, they're they're shifting and so we have to think about how how we're pitching our products. Like it yeah. it it seems like a natural fit. If we're going to bring all of this together, Rod, millennials, how do how should companies speak to them overall based on how our values are different? If you could bring that all together, give yeah, us a hot tip. I mean I think just keeping in mind, right, like al- aligning the benefits of your products or services with the those 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 shifts in in behavior, I think need to be at the forefront of any marketing or communication that you do, right? So, like increasing demand for energy efficient windows, right? Those yeah. make sure that you have that in your in your in your marketing make sure that you sell those uh energy efficient products right um right modern door designs that align with like how a contemporary home uh looks and it, it fits aesthetically right like those consider take, taking th- that into consideration is going to ha- make a huge impact um and also just like shifting the way that you communicate uh, with someone of an older generation versus a newer generation, uh, keep in mind who you're speaking with uh, and which generation they're from, so that you can have a better better impact. Right? You can you can talk about the smart technology um, uh, with with a millennial more often than you can with a baby boomer. Yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. And I want to jump into the technology angle a little bit more from my next question, Rod. I think that, you know, again, if you've been around long enough, the phone call is the best way to be able to seal the deal, to build the relationship, to get in with a potential lead homeowner. That shifted too, right? Like how has technology influenced the buying decisions of today's homeowners? Uh, I, I mean, greatly. It, it's it, it's amazing, right? Like, I mean, over 80% of new homeowners in 2023 started their home search online, right? This is like a drastic difference, right? When I started, when I bought my first place, I was really young. Uh, and I, I'm a, I'm on that like cusp of millennial, you know, I would say elder millennial is my age group. There's a, there's a <laughs> so, term for that now. Did you know it's Xennial? Xennial? Uh, well, Zenial. I'm right there. And uh, <laughs> there's this like, I used a realtor for my first house, right? Hmm. Like that, that's, I and I and I, I I met them through someone else through networking, right? Like that's how I met them, and and they guided me in in the whole process. Uh, but now, I mean, people are using apps, Realtor.com. They're using you know uh, uh, Zillow. They're using all these different apps that allow them to get insight into what the marketplace looks like with with different data points, right? Uh, they're doing virtual tours. Uh, a lot of the listings on the MLS and on on Realtor.com have those the, the capability to do virtual tours. Yeah, right. Where where you can actually like experience it without actually being inside the home or, or spending the time, right? Like, man, I remember my realtor 
amazing, amazing lady, uh, C.W. Wallace. She, uh, I mean, we visited maybe like 48 homes, if you could just imagine, right? When we were yep. looking for a house. And that's driving around in her car, spending her gas, you know, like just with the hope of getting that commission. Um, now that process has like, moved along so much faster right like even even she says it all the time like you know her for her the online reviews of her service are super important because it's like it it allows her to uh share other people's experience with her uh experience right and 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 allows people to see that she's a competent person that allow that 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 will get the job done and and then also like obviously being involved in community forums. I don't know if you've heard of a, of a tool called neighborhood. I mean that in that tool itself, that was uh, a tool that allows you to, to talk to other people in the neighborhood and, and uh, ask questions to other people in the neighborhood, all those things. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think overall uh, the role of technology has influenced more the later generation than, than any other generation. Uh, on, on their decision making process, right? Like yeah. versus you used to have to go through a realtor. Now you have apps that can help you look at different data points and you can combine it with the experience of a realtor, right? At the end, right? Uh of the process. For sure. And home services companies, they I think they have to realize too that they've got to shift their approach to be technology first too. So like Rudd, I mean on a scale of one to ten, how important is it to make sure that you have a solid online presence with your reviews and your customer feedback i mean 10 people are expecting it if you don't have that you're i mean they will think you're shady or or less uh than reputable right if you don't have somewhere online that you are rated by by other humans agreed and i think it's the same thing for having like digital experiences for your customers home walkthroughs are great for realtors do you have a video showing how you protect the home during installation? Do you have some sort of overview showing your sales consultant and how the demo process goes? Like those are all experiences people can get online that you don't have to hold back on. And I think we yeah. want that. I know I want that. What about you, Rod? Yeah, absolutely. I, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to see it. Yeah. So important. I agree. So, all right, we're talking about technology, obviously very important to today's homeowner, less so for previous generations. Let's talk about the economy. I mean, it's a big thing we're all dealing with right now and going through. Can you give us kind of an overview, Rod, of what are the financial challenges that homeowners face today that their parents didn't necessarily have to worry about? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, this is this is my uh, my language. I was a loan officer at one point, so uh, all I did was run numbers to make sure that people qualified for for home loans, right? So yep. I, I think there's a lot of considerations. Younger, this younger generation carries a lot more debt than the previous generation. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they carry an average student loan debt of like thirty thousand for millennials, which influences whether they buy a home or they having their their buying capabilities diminished because of that debt, right? Because Whenever you're doing a loan, you have to consider like the debt to income ratio, like how much uh, debt they have to pay down in comparison to how much income they have. So um, there's also the consideration of the gig economy, right? Like uh, in gig economies, like usually there's a f- there's 
it fluctuates in terms of, of income, right? One month you may be well, one the next month not so much. You may work extra, uh, you know, you may take extra Uber rides uh, during the holidays so you can buy more gifts, but but then like January goes back down. So um, there, there's also uh, a trend for multi-generational living due to financial constraints, right? Yeah. Which uh, uh, also... Uh, it could be, I think it's a good thing and, a, and, and also like a, a very drastic difference from the past where you were, you know, maybe independent at a younger age, uh, smaller, uh, it, it was less of, 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 a, of a cost, uh, overall to purchase a home. And there's also a cost, less of a cost of financing it as well. Right now we're in a, in an area where, uh, the interest rates are, are, are a bit high as compared to the, the recent past. And that's affecting the decisions because that that's also like determining how big of a payment you make per month, right? Which could yeah. could restrict you from how much you can afford. Um, there's also like, I mean, overall, right? Like, as as a as a vendor, as a home service company, right? You you have to make sure that you're taking the, these things into consideration. If there's a, a bigger debt load, uh, how can you offer? uh financing options right or or even like some form of bulk discounts for the the services that you're offering right for windows and doors there's a lot of companies offering special financing for this type of upgrade Mm -hmm. uh you just have to be mindful and and cover that in your presentation and open that discussion with with the buyers that you're 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 dealing with because they're 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 they have other considerations in mind as well right um that need to be taken uh, be mindful of so that we can get the project done. It's a great point, Rod. Uh, financial considerations, it's just not the same as it was. You know, I think about my dad, he could support a family on one income. And mm-hmm. man, I, I could never even picture being able to make ends meet if, you know, mm-hmm. if we weren't on a two income situation. I know a lot of American families have to deal with that. So financing yeah. is appealing, I think, more and more to modern generations. Let's pivot again, Rod, and kind of keep going into this this exploration. There's also, I think, a big difference between the allure of doing DIY projects between generations. Like my dad was very handy, did a lot of things around the house, but he also, you know, for the bigger things, would probably hand it off to a company just because of the unfamiliarity of doing larger scale projects. We have YouTube sure. these days, millennials, right? Like <laughs> you might be watching this now on YouTube. Like we can look up how to do anything online. So that's also, I think, impacted our generation too, in terms of like the approach to bigger projects. How does that factor in for home services companies in terms of like pivoting your approach? Yeah. I mean, like just uh, as a stat, DIY home improvement sales have increased 45% in the last decade. Wow. Right. Yep. So you're you're mentioning YouTube, obviously. Like, there's a a ton of content out there. You can learn how to do anything. You want to learn how to lay tile? Done. You want to learn how to reframe uh, uh, your your entryway? Done. Like, there's a YouTube for it, right? Yep. So I I think that that rise in DIY window and door installations. Uh, uh, there, there's a uh, you can do it yourself, right? You can go to Home Depot and actually like install your own windows and doors. There's there's kits out there that that are available, right? And it it just like if you if you're looking at it from a manufacturer or service or home service company standpoint, right? Like it's important to provide these user friendly products as well, right? As an option, 
right? They, if they want to do the installation themselves, be able to like, uh, um, give them the option to sell them. And, uh, but it also gives you an opportunity for content, right? Yeah. You could be the company that shows them how to do it. And guess what? They'll probably buy it from you because you showed them how to do it in the first place. That's a great point, Rod. I yeah. see that a lot in the, in the plumbing and HVAC space where mm-hmm. you'll see, you know, companies put out like minor, I'll show you how to fix this and this, these little things, but the larger scale, I need someone's help. I'm going to call oh, you. Yeah. That's a great point, Rod. Oh Let's yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, oh, it's, a, it's amazing. Like I, I do plumbing stuff myself, the little stuff, you know, myself. Yeah. Just because I learned it on YouTube. <laughs> right. It's a yeah. whole new world. And, uh, it's exciting too, just to be able to have that empowerment to be like, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this to have that option. I think it's nice. Yeah. Home ownership has changed in terms of the communities we lived in too, Rod. Live in, I should say, our, you know, our parents, I think, maybe had the single family home, you know, with the big yard. There, there was a, a little bit more of a difference, I think, a generation ago. What do communities and neighborhoods look like now in terms of where homes are located that we have to take into account? Yeah, I, I think uh, I saw a stat recently. 70% of today's homeowners prioritize amenities like the gyms, parks, uh, and community centers. Mm. So, like, uh, overall, I think just thinking about that stat, right, like thinking about what, how neighborhoods are 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 built um, have changed. There's a desire for walkability, uh, proximity to the things that you need, right, a convenience store, it reminds me of like a neighborhood down in a, well, there's a few neighborhoods like that in Miami, uh, but there's one called Country Walk. And like in yeah. the center of, of the neighborhood, uh, there's a bunch of houses all around, but in the center of that neighborhood, there's like a uh, a little area for like a shopping center that has like, you know, a ballet studio that has a, a jujitsu place that has like, and you could literally walk from anywhere. It's like a 15 minute walk from any house in the area. Okay, like making it very easy. It's a beautiful area, very well developed. So I, I think there's like a, a a a need or a want to value community engagement and local events in those types of neighborhoods, right? Like, um, and uh, for if you're looking for like if you're a, a home service company or a window company, you there's a you have to think about the significance of you know your how you fit into enhancing that community, right? Because like your home service is actually improving the aesthetics. It's improving the security of the community. Uh, if people feel, feel safe and their houses are beautiful, they're going to want to interact and go out and shop and, you know, all those things, use the gym, uh, all those things. So just keep that in mind as a, as a home service uh, company and how you can, how you can improve uh, the communities based on how, uh, people are currently prioritizing um, their their behaviors or their their use of their community. Is there a difference between today's homeowners and previous generations when it comes to valuing energy efficiency and sustainability? Yeah, I alluded to it a little bit. Um, it, 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 they're looking at it as as an an uh, it, it's it's your opportunity to increase the value of your home, right? Your green home features can increase a home's value by like 9%, right? Uh, and that's why you see a, a rise of solar panels, energy efficient appliances, sustainable materials, right? All those things are increasing because all those 
elements are actually increasing the value uh, and what people are willing to pay for a home. Yeah. Right. Imagine like, I mean, when, we, when I bought my house, I just, I didn't think that there were no houses that had uh, solar panels around in my neighborhood. Now, uh, probably like 30, 40% of the houses in my neighborhood have, have solar panels. Right. Yep. Um, because like there's lo- long-term cost savings by having those sustainable homes uh energy efficiency right like uh uh the ability to like allow your appliances to last longer because they're not under the strain of 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 the outside elements as well um there's really like the the market is going to continue to grow for anything energy efficient especially energy efficient windows and doors right that can reduce our heating costs uh in the winter and our cooling costs in the summer right um, both great points right I mean, bringing it all together, what does it come down to for home services companies to be relevant to today's home buyers? No, I, I think you have to be mindful of how's people's, how, how people's uh, mindset has changed and behaviors have changed towards uh, their home, right? Um, make sure that you're addressing these, these needs before uh, they're even spoken. Right, so make sure that you use uh, green, energy efficient uh, windows if you're if you're selling windows. Um, you know, sustainable products if you're installing sustainable sustainable products. You know, like uh, flooring or remodeling a kitchen. Uh, make sure that you're uh, putting those those things first because that's what's important to that younger generation, and that younger generation is actually like the ones that are going to be buying homes in the next uh, two decades. That's true pivot folks it, it's you gotta diversify your messaging i think that's the main thing we want to get across to you today rod thanks Absolutely. for checking in and sharing your latest tips with us all right thank you so much jeff it was great to be here we appreciate you joining us for this session of built to scale be sure to subscribe rate and review the show and visit www.gorisen.com for more growth resources access to trainings that will help you quickly scale your services business to new heights. That's www.gorisen.com. Until next time, don't stop, keep building.